0: Shot first, come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor OLED and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter Shot First. So Andrew. So Connor. If you had the chance to change one thing that is now legends into canon again, what would it be? Just one thing.
1: I want the original solo family back
0: what wait are you talking like the all three kids yes oh my god
1: and i want to change history and
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> that's that's a bold statement let's start off with that you want to change some history How well, so?
1: i just want them to all be together
0: together forever forever all right so you're saying ignore the uh the the legacy or was it the the new jedi order right well yeah so first there's legacy of the force
1: first there's something that happens in new jedi order
0: let's forget about that
1: then there's something that happens in legacy of the force yeah. literally the premise of the entirety of legacy of the force
0: and we'll just forget about that while we're at it so yeah. <laughs> all right so yeah i could see that it, that's a very poetic way of looking at it because considering everything that does happen So if anyone's curious of what does happen, uh, I would say... Go read the books. Go read the books, because we ain't going to spoil it here, (laughs) at least not for a while. Yeah,
1: eventually, someday.
0: Yeah. Uh, What's
1: uh, what's your answer there, Connor?
0: My answer is honestly hard to really speculate over. I think mainly just because it's so soon and everything. I I was as passionate as I ever was about anything. It's got to be Plagueis. At least the book. Yes. Like I said, the book was done so well and everything, explained everything... All the strings were pulled tight, you know, there was no loose ends, and it was like, it was just everything you wanted answered. And then they were like, <laughs> no, it's Legends now. Like, oh, come on! <laughs> so, but yeah, I think that's my answer. Fair enough. Yeah, otherwise. I like that. I like it too. Uh... Uta Puta everybody, Uta Puta everybody. Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew, and we're here to talk Star Wars, <gasps> all things Star Wars, <gasps> and anything even freaking related <gasps> to Star Wars. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm keeping it kind of ominous.
1: Including, I think this is going to actually be a little bit of a Legends episode.
0: I think so, considering the topic today. The big topic of today. Clone Wars v. Clone Wars. Original versus... Speculative. Speculative. That's hard to really... Yeah, it's hard to define. It, like, I yeah. feel like
1: this is a really complex topic that we're going to have to unpack. We'll unpack it a little later, though, because I think we do have some news that we want to talk about.
0: Of first. Of course, yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into the you know the big topic in a moment, but let's do some Star Wars douche, shall we? Are you thirsty, by the way?
1: I mean, yeah, I, I could go for something to drink.
0: Yeah, are you uh, particular on a you know blue milk or perhaps green milk? <laughs> 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 so so my
1: my honest takeaway, and I don't know if this is like a watching Star Wars when I was you know like in single digits of age, fair enough versus watching it now, and I mean, I used to love to drink milk, of course, I'm not saying that in any kind of weird way, I'm just yeah, saying I used to drink a lot of milk when yeah. I was a kid versus nowadays, um, where I probably haven't like drank a glass of milk in I don't know five plus years
0: honestly like anytime i go to like a mom pot like breakfast shop mm-hmm. i always get a glass of milk fair enough it's it, for whatever reason whatever i'm eating if it's if i get pancakes or an omelet or whatever it's like a glass of milk goes good with it it's either that or like orange juice you can't just have like a pop or something like that it just doesn't go right
1: well that's true you know that's also where coffee comes
0: in. Yeah, that's also <laughs> true. Yeah, I, all I'm saying is it just it adds to the palate a little bit, I yeah. guess.
1: No, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. But uh, I guess the point that I'm making here <laughs> is that I've always kind of been like, you know what? I would drink blue milk given the opportunity.
0: In a second.
1: But the green milk from The Last Jedi, eh.
0: Well, here's the <laughs> difference. You don't know where the blue milk comes from.
1: Well, it comes from Bantha's. We know that.
0: We know that, but do we see it? No. See, that's the big deal. Like, if you didn't see where the green milk came from, I think you'd probably be inclined to give it a try. Because I even said as much to you today when you brought this up. Oh, first of all, we should actually explain why we're talking about (laughs) this, I guess. All right, so the reason we're bringing up not only blue milk, but green milk is apparently uh, Galaxy's Edge, the new Disney attraction, is going to be premiering these as their signature drinks. So if you go to Harry Potter, you can get some butterbeer. But if you go to Star Wars, you get milk, son.
1: (laughs) Which I don't know. I'm not saying that's a misstep, but it kind of feels like a misstep. It's what I'm saying. Like,
0: <laughs> it, it, all right, so I guess they're going to be more or less just like frosted drinks. So you're kind of like a milkshake, right? Yeah. Which would make the most yeah, sense, like a
1: fruit smoothie. Because you know, you have to you're, spoil it. But yeah, no, they you're are not in amusement
0: park. You're like, oh, I could totally go for some two percent right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's it's kind of like the last thing you want as soon as you get there. But my honest like opinion about it is like when I first saw it and you had sent it to me, I was just like, let's. It's just a shamrock shake. Like that's, that's what the green milk's going to be it's a shamrock shake. It just makes yeah. perfect sense for the blue. I had no idea. Like maybe, you know, some kind of berry or like for whatever reason, like Gatorades, and power blue is always the best to a yes. lot of people. So. A lot, to
1: a lot of people. But not uh, me. I'm, I'm always like a red color.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Like a fruit punch.
0: Oh yeah. No, I like fruit punch. I like uh, the orange drink myself. You know, I need to get some of that purple drink in me from time to time. But, I mean, flavor-wise, we're going for, what was it? It was like berry and melon. Yeah, so I think
1: the the blue is berry and melon flavored, while the green is more tropical, Ooh. according to Esquire.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, hey, we can, yeah, you could enjoy your, you know, two different palette flavors if you want there. Yeah. But this is also at the forefront of a bunch of new details for Galaxy's Edge as well. It is. So, they also released uh, some new images for, like, the the clothes, not only, like, the cast members were wear, but you know, you as a family. Mm-hmm. So I I just saw this image before I came over. Like if you were to do, uh, you know, you're a single family with two kids, a mom and a dad, a boy and a girl. <clears throat> uh, the, essentially the way they worked it out was the, uh, the dad would look like, um, just a Jedi Knight. And the mom would look kind of like a Sith Lord. Little boy looked like a little Sith Lord. And the girl was dressed like Ray. So, you know, kind of things like that. But each person had a lightsaber, so it was that kind of cool aesthetic. But that's also beyond the fact, like, you don't have to go for straight-up Jedi, you know, otherwise there'd just be a lot of, like, brown coats walking around. Yes. Otherwise, I think it's, um, you know, there's, uh, you can get, like, the flight jackets and whatnot, and, like, the actual crew themselves are going to be wearing, like, a, a myriad of different things. So, like, I think the way they laid it out is, like, each cast member gets a selection of like between five items of the certain things he's five different types of shirts five different types of trousers five different accessories you can choose from it's supposed to envelop their personality Mm -hmm. something like that so I also had a fun fact of pointing out to Eva because she was all excited she actually sent me the link on this okay nice said uh, (laughs) she's like look look they released the cast like the the photos for you know the photos of the clothes for the new cast and I was like oh cool and I was like wait Cat that uh, I had to explain to her. I was like. It was the same thing With Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> Yeah We're not employees Every, Yeah We're cast members <laughs> oh, Yeah
1: All the people That work at Disney No matter what they do Is yeah. a cast member
0: and Anyone who's like Sweeping up You know Whatever yeah. on the grounds or bus cast
1: drivers <laughs> Or cast, cast members and yeah. I'm not saying that Derivatively I'm just saying that Like that's, literally They don't work Inside the park But they're still Considered a cast member That's
0: their business model Yeah, yeah. Exactly So But beyond uh, You know All that And everything like else Apparently they are Going to have Like we were saying Before in our last one They're going to have Adult drinks Yes You know, so you can't get, you know, a a uh, a green Russian, if you will, you know, (laughs) but uh, you know, they're also going to have something called the fuzzy tauntaun, the outer rim, and the bloody rancor, which is like a bloody mary with a bone garnish. Like, how gnarly is that? That's pretty gnarly. (laughs) Oh my god!
1: I'm wondering if it's a real bone or if it'll be like like sugar or salt or something like that, kind of like
0: a a cinnamon stick or some shit. Yes. Yeah. Damn it! Sorry.
1: (laughs) It's all right. We're just going to, we're going to roll with it. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I, I was thinking to myself, I might need to look into some like sound effects for this episode. Cause it's kind of, I don't want to say it's disjointed, but we're going to a lot of different places. Why not? And we need like, I feel like we need like some title swipes.
0: Either kind that, of like
1: the movies themselves.
0: Do that the the music they had from you know the more you know, dun, 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 dun. yeah, something like that. Oh, <laughs> we can make it work. We'll figure it out. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So beyond that, like, it, it, there's just a bunch of new information for that. Um, you've got the clothes, you've got the drinks. There's also like they they uh, put out pictures of like what the exotic pets will actually look like. And for the most part, it's pretty much what I expected. It's like stuffed animals.
1: Yeah, it's not that ex- exotic, I suppose.
0: But I guess the idea of exotic. Is just that they're from all around the universe. So, I mean, what do you... When looking at here? it right now. Yeah.
1: In my first in, instinct, when I saw the, the Tauntaun that they have, yeah, like just glancing at it, I thought it was Tauntaun with Luke stuffed inside.
0: <laughs> Does he have like a bulging like stomach or well, whatever?
1: No, it's just like the nose oh. is like a totally different kind of color and contrast compared to the rest of it. Right. And it looks like a human face. It's
0: just coming out the wrong end. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, that's a um, uh, what the heck is that thing called? the The white monster. The um, mm, it's killing me right now. Just tell me. <laughs> All right, you're gonna stare at me. Okay, I,
1: no, you're gonna figure it out.
0: All right. Anyways, we're, we got the porg. We got the little frog monster that sits outside Jabba's palace. It's the Wampa. The Wampa. God dang it. <laughs> I call myself a Star Wars fan. Oh. <laughs> <Gaw. laughs> All right. Sorry. Yes. That's yeah, right. uh But yeah, I mean, there's like, just to name a few, those are some, you know, interesting, like, tidbits from around the yeah. galaxy, if you will. And then, I mean, is
1: this one like a Minoc? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're really looking at an image, well, if you can maybe. really see it that well. I, I mean, I think a, that's a Minoc.
0: I would say so. The ones that, like, suction cup themselves to yeah. the, you know, chewing the power t- couplings. T- chewing on the power couplings. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That'd be kind of cool. I'd be all about that.
1: But I'm not really sure what these other two characters, like, Creatures are.
0: It's like a little yellow one there, right? Yeah, I think that little yellow one is eaten by the frog-looking thing. Okay, I'm almost certain. Like if you go back and watch that little like, you know, cutaway of Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. I think that's what's like crawling around. It's either that or it's a um, uh, womp, or a womp rat or something like that, maybe. Yeah. But look at the next picture on here. So
1: so now we're ta- now we're talking here. Yes, it's it's literally just called custom lightsabers.
0: Heck to the yeah.
1: And this is like. Literally, this is like my address to Disney last w- week. Last time we got together, yeah, was, was we need custom lightsabers, adult lightsabers, and yeah. that's exactly what these look like. Yeah, sh- I mean, they look detailed. They're shiny, shiny, yeah. not just like plasticky bits. I mean, maybe they're made out of plastic. That could be, but, but- at the
0: same time, nice shiny. Like it, it's. It's not like brushed plastic look or anything like that. It's not just yeah. silver spray paint. Like it, it does actually look like it can hold a reflection. Not to mention that like each section looks like it has its own thing. You know for a fact they're gonna have some like faux gems and stuff like that you can throw in there. Yeah. It's so just the way that they're proffering it.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm actually just gonna read this description. We're we're currently looking at Attractions magazine. Nice. Uh this says at Savvy's workshop. Guests can craft their own lightsaber guided by ancient wisdom, but crafted based upon the decisions they make on their adventure. Each build will start with a personal connection to a Kyber crystal that will ignite the lightsaber.
0: So, do you think they're going to have something along the lines of. And I mean, I'm just. I'm ballparking it here, but like something like Ilum, where they would find their the crystals in the ice. So I mean, if speak. you're talking,
1: yeah, if you're talking about an adventure and like, mm-hmm. being part of
0: it, like, that's what I would think is versus like, just, all right, pick a color out of the trough there, kids, you know, like that's that, that, that kind of takes you out of it. Yeah. But if you had to go into like this, like secluded, like dimly lit cave. Yes. And you're surrounded by these glowing crystals or something like that. Like that would be kind of cool.
1: Yes, I agree. Know? I think that would be awesome. I mean, that I would think... be the
0: best way to start off the adventure. right Yes, there. precisely. Um, but honestly, like, I'll be excited to see what the final product of it actually comes out to because it's just got to be amazing. Yeah. And I mean, otherwise, other pictures they have on there, just more, uh, you know, uniforms and whatnot. And there's a droid depot. What is that?
1: Yeah. So this just says custom droids. Guests visiting Galaxy's Edge can stop by the droid depot to build their own R series or BB 8 or, well, BB series droids that will be their friend throughout the. village of black spire outpost
0: uh it's gonk droid or nothing son yeah that's all i gotta say <laughs> it's kind of cool though yeah. I, I wonder if it's gonna actually respond to you like if it's gonna follow you around
1: probably uh, i actually got this cool thing from my sister Steph, who appeared with us a couple weeks back yeah um it's like a it's an r2d2 um like droid yeah
0: does uh, it, it like work off your smartphone yeah that kind of thing? exactly
1: like i can control it with my phone and um <laughs> But, and, know, like, apparently if you, like, watch the movies and, like, you sync it up and tell it which movie you're watching, mm-hmm. it'll, like, react for all of the R2 scenes. Like, no way. Recreate what R2 does. That's cool. Yeah.
0: I always wanted to get my hands on one of those BB-8s that came out, like, with The Force Awakens. Yeah. Because they always just, they came off as really cool. And even to the, the local, like, Comic-Cons that I've been to, there's a guy who built a R2-D2, like, life-size one. Wow. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty legit. I've gotten my picture with it a couple times. Met the real man, you know. <laughs> the real legend. Yes. Uh but yeah, so go down and we got besides the uniforms and whatnot, and the very next one. Ah, uh, that is interesting. Yes. We have holocrons. Yeah, we do. Jedi and Sith holocrons. Yes. And uh if anyone doesn't know what a holocron is, essentially it is just a box or pyramid that holds vast amount of vast amounts of knowledge both on the Sith side and the Jedi side. Um, and like, I don't know if you actually came across it yet, but I think it like you can actually combine them through the fours or something like that. Yes. I, just <laughs> I, that I have seen that. You saw that episode. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, they...
1: like I'm halfway through season three already. Now. Really? Yeah. I'm flying now. Oh
0: man. What do you think of Thrawn?
1: <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like pretty much exactly what I would envision his portrayal as. The only thing I'm not sure about is the
0: eyes. Yeah. you think they would glow more.
1: Yeah. More glowing, less like. I mean, I think there's, like, a question of, does he even, like, have pupils?
0: Yeah, they kind of, like, recede. Like, there's there's no widening or anything like that. There's no yeah. dilation. It's yeah. just kind of, like, red with a black spot at the center. Yeah. But, I mean, give it time. I Like I said, I still need to get season four myself, so yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Yes. But, I mean, otherwise, that'd be a cool thing to take home yourself, the holocrons.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would be, like, that's something that I could see putting on, like, my desk at work potentially, yeah. you know, or, or my desk here <laughs> in my office at home.
0: Yeah. what the um,
1: Yeah. Like stuff like that. I mean, I feel like I've, I've started to get to this point and I'm not saying this is again, as any kind of like negative against people that have done this for me, but like <laughs> I've been getting things lately, like, you know, collectible items or whatever that I never used to have much of. And like, it's incredible how quickly it takes up space. Yeah. So uh, like I try to be very discerning in what I actually want. Yeah. And but like that piques my interest. Of course. It that does. and a cu- and a custom lightsaber.
0: The the set you had gotten me from Disney. Thank you, by the way. Yes. I, I, I know I thanked <laughs> you before, but I'm making it official now <laughs> thanks, for everyone that's yes attention. For
1: everybody that's listening to
0: uh, Andrew got me a nice like uh, box set of like action figures, uh of uh it was a Luke, Leia, um can't think of the it's like it's not Cyobibble, well, it's um anyways, C three PO, uh Job of the Hut, a Gamorrean guard, and I can't think of the white Twilix name. Um, oh, um, oh. Uh, <laughs> <Why am I? laughs> it, we're blanking hard today. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise! But either way, it's all six of those characters, and I have them up on my shelf right now. Like you said, it's hard to find a spot for them. I'm like, I'm tempted to leave them in there because it does look good where it's at right mm. now. But at the same time, they're like the perfect size for me just to make a, uh, a manger scene. Like <laughs> come Christmas time, it would be perfect. You put j- like Jabba on the dais and everything. It's just like it would be perfect. It's like a reverse like Jesus scenery or whatever, nativity scene. So I don't know. That's just me. I don't think my parents would be happy with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't move on yet. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, It's fine. I have to, uh,
1: oh, Bib Fortuna. Bib
0: Fortuna. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bib Fortune. Yeah that's uh that's the white yeah that was weird that's a deep cut
1: well it is it's not so deep though yeah i mean it'd be like oh what's the name of like the third imperial officer in sitting at the table of a new hope yeah at the death star like that's
0: yeah (laughs) i'm just kidding
1: (laughs) that's hard but like (laughs) but like he at least has speaking lines
0: yeah no one longer like yeah yeah.
1: never mind what he's saying yeah
0: besides the point
1: Uh, It does look like, in this holocron picture, it does kind of maybe illustrate what the kyber crystals might look like.
0: Is that what's underneath there? I'm guessing that's what that is. So there's like a rough purple, like a rough green, a rough blue, and there's got to be a rough red over there. Yeah. There's no white, no yellow, no orange or anything like that. Yeah. So, at least they're keeping the core, like, colors alive, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I'm I'm just saying, because, like, learning from the, uh, the New Jedi Order books that I am reading... Like you know, even in those books, like they they proffered the idea that lightsabers weren't just they didn't just come in three shades. Like I think, um, uh, J- uh, um, not Jenna. What's what's her name? Jaina. Jaina. Jaina has a, a like an like a ameth not amethyst uh, like like a purple blade. Yes. Yeah. So like yeah. that's a big deal. You know, yeah. It's kind of r-
1: between purple and blue. I would
0: argue. Yeah. Something um, like that.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, my favorite always, you know, i have we've talked before about my love for the Knights of the Old Republic games. Right. And they gave you a lot of options in those games. Because you my, can get,
0: like, yellow blades and whatnot.
1: Yes, yeah, so you can get yellow, which was kind of a, you know, which is a taboo topic right now, I mm. guess. Um, but my favorite was the combination of yellow and green into what they called a verdant color. Mm. So that oh, was yeah. always, like, my go-to.
0: I can see that. I think Le- – didn't Leia have a yellow blade, I think?
1: Mm, I'm not sure. I mean, I th- there's an image of her
0: – Holding a blade. Yes.
1: And I, it's right here, so I'm going to grab it real quick.
0: But, yeah, she had – um, where is that? That's blue. All it's right, a, it's
1: almost like cyan colored, though, is yeah, what I would say. Like, like,
0: like almost pure white.
1: Yeah, like if you think about like the, the kind of color saturation issues of – luke's blade in a new hope in particular yeah. where it was just this very faint bluish shade yeah um i would say that's kind of what you're looking at
0: it would make sense yeah and the whole re like you know the whole reason like why he has a green one in The return of the jedi I'm because sure. he couldn't
1: see it in, in the, the in against the uh, backdrop of the sun in the sky
0: exactly yeah i guess if you watch like one of the old trailers for what it was still called revenge of the jedi yes you can actually see him with a blue lightsaber so yeah. that's kind of cool um, all right, but we're getting kind of lost on topic here. I don't know. I was just curious. Um,
1: we haven't even—we literally haven't even gotten to the other news bit
0: yet. Yeah, you want to just jump right into that?
1: Well, yeah, let's do that.
0: All right. So the big—the big topic of news today, just news. Everyone, calm down. Obi Wan is getting his own show. Maybe, allegedly. Still, <laughs> uh, yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi apparently will be getting a limited run series on the Disney Plus channel. And it's a big, it's a pretty big deal. Um, A lot of people were pushing for him to have his own flick. And that kind of got dumbed down after the whole solo, you know, thing or whatever. And so everyone just kind of said, all right, we're pumping the brakes on all these different projects we're having. We're going to make sure, uh, you know, we get like all of our ducks in a row, so to speak. And honestly, I feel like this is a good idea for them to do it this way. Um, you know, because that way you're not pumping up the show so much or like the 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 movie so much, for right? It just to be like a, a letdown, but this has the possibility of growing. I guess you could say, right? You know, like make a positive, good ep- like first episode, and then just get everyone's attention in. I feel like that's the best way to do something like that.
1: Well, I I mean I completely agree. I think we've kind of reached this era, especially now in the streaming age mm-hmm. um, of, of really prestige television. Whereas you get that space to have a long form narrative in a TV show or a limited run series yeah, uh, such as this, where you're not really burdened by a two hour, two and a half hour kind of timestamp. You can go to six hours, eight hours, however long you need to tell exactly. the story. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's almost has me more excited than the prospect of a movie at this point
0: well yeah it's just more content with obi-wan right you know and i think a lot of people just be like asking questions like well what would be so interesting that they need to spread this out for so long and to that i actually reply with the fact that they came out with a book uh about like his actual like first few you know weeks maybe even months on tatooine after you know straight after revenge of the sith Mm -hmm. it's called kenobi Mm-hmm. It was written by John Jackson Miller. Yes, um, and I actually I I just re-listened to it this week to kind of get myself pumped for it. But like the story itself, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it'd be that interesting, but it turns out it's like very intriguing. And you actually are reading um you're reading the the from a certain point of view, which has some elements from that book in that book. Okay, if that makes sense. <laughs> It has elements from Kenobi that make it into, from a certain point of view. Okay, I think it might have even been John Jackson Miller who wrote that short story. But anyways, there's there's like point of views from like the Tusken Raiders, and then the actual villagers and everything like that. And Ben, like he's just known as Ben in this story, mm-hmm. uh, is more or less just a you know just this random figure who comes out of nowhere and like just gets involved with all these scrapes that happen in like this local Tatooine town. Yeah. So I mean, it's an intriguing story. And, you know, it's, it's also just impressive to see like how they were able to like, just map it out and make it just, you know, that much more intriguing, like a topic you never thought you'd be interested in. And if they had any kind of like sense, they would try and transpose, I think this story to, you know, make things worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever read this book?
1: No, I have not. Um, it, I heard about it only recently, maybe within the last three or four months. Like I had never even heard about it. Really? Yeah. Um, but now it's it's definitely on the list. I'll, I'll yeah, have to hunt it down one way or another.
0: Considering it this if this if they do pull through and actually make, you know, this show a reality, it's it's worth looking into that just to see what kind of like hopefully like I said they pull some kind of material from it cuz there's a lot to work with there. It's yeah,
1: not- I I mean and also I guess my thought is I don't so I fully acknowledge I don't know if this is still an ongoing thing like in the Star Wars comics run. Mm, what's that? So at the end of every uh, story arc, the like main story arc, they would do kind of a filler ep- issue that yeah. would be like tales from Obi Wan's journal.
0: I do remember that. I it's been a while since so the like the last one I read didn't have that. I don't think. Yeah. But, and,
1: and that could be I, I, as i say I mean this this is part of the reason why connor every week I think Connor comes to me is like hey do you want to do comics this episode and I'm like, dude I'm so far behind I can't do fine, comics fine. yeah
0: like, like, like i said i'm 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 catching up just as fast as you are in yeah. some places like I said I just well i when I do laundry I bring the books with me so yeah I'm, that's that's kind of how I was just fair enough also it's kind of like a, t- a tax write off for me now that we're doing this show because I could tell Eva, I was like look it's for research. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's there's a reason I have 17 books in this pile. Yeah. It's research, you know. So, you know, but that yeah, otherwise, um I do know what you're talking about. Because there's the one story where, like, there was, like, Night Raiders or something like that. And they came to, like, attack Lars. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Obi-Wan came out of nowhere and like Owen got in his face and was like, you could, you know, you are not good around here. You know, the yeah. Sam people never come and yada, yada, yada. It's like, he's given Ben the business or whatever. Right. So it's like, okay, that's why you don't hear from him too often. Yeah. That's why exactly. Luke looks on to him as crazy old Ben. You right. Know, it was a crazy scheme. So,
1: yeah. And yeah. that's, that's kind of what's fa- like fascinating to me, I guess, um, is kind of seeing that way that he, you know, is in fact acting as protector to Luke and, you know, is very active in the affairs of Tatooine, but also basically has to kind of remain invisible or at least, uh, kind of deny that sense of
0: justice. Yeah. of Who he actually really
1: is. And, and that that's supposedly – I mean, I've kind of heard this this theory that for that reason, that's why he ages so dramatically while on Tatooine.
0: That would make sense. I, I mean, there's there's tons of just, like, you know outlier topics, especially in the book I was bringing up. They were just like, look, it ages you when you're under the sun the whole time. You yeah. age hard. That, well, that's it's it. definitely true, yeah. Um, but to get to your point about, like, Obi-Wan, like, just selflessly acting, you know, for others and whatnot, like – you get that vibe straight from the Clone Wars, like show. Like there was that one arc where he was like, he was in prison, I think, with like other Twilix, and every time like they tried to help him, or he tried to help them, they got hurt more. Like he didn't get hurt, mm-hmm. they did every time he tried to help. So it's like yeah. going against his training because he's just out there to help the like the common good. Yes, and that's that's a that's an interesting aspect to explore because, like you said, he's supposed to be a hermit, he's supposed to be under the covers, but at the same time, like he can't help himself right because he has to help everyone else. Yeah. That, that's that gotta be a, a crazy dynamic to throw into this. So yes, I'll be interested to see what happens. Um, right. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover or you want to go into the big topic?
1: Well, so I guess what I'll pre like, I will follow that up by saying they also kind of potentially rumored a whole bunch of other shows.
0: That's true. Yeah. I mean,
1: mostly, mostly sequel kind of trilogy characters, yeah, I, mean, I believe Phasma was one that I saw.
0: in her own show, yeah. Oh.
1: I think Maz Kanata was another one, which would be very humorous to me in a sense.
0: I think Maz would be way more interesting than Phasma, and the only reason I say that is because I actually read the Phasma book. Yeah, the book is great. Yeah, but the character uh, is not. Well, I, that's, I th- that's just it. Yeah, I, you know. I mean, for I me. think
1: that's kind of where we've we've come to. I think everybody was really excited for Phasma, particularly. I think because she was being portrayed by Gwendolyn Christie.
0: Right. Game um, of Thrones fan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Brianna Tarth, who's, I mean, she, who is phenomenal. I mean, that's... A, She's a banff in the show. Yeah,
0: She like she she holds her own. mm mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that, like, she gets almost as much screen time as Boba Fett. Yeah. Now, Boba Fett got explained to be really cool. Yeah. And he was always cool. And this is not, like, a misogynistic kind of thing. I'm not trying to say, you know, boys did it better or anything like that. It was just right. like... They actually fleshed out his character and like they did it up, especially yeah. with the EU and everything like that. Yeah. And Phasma was supposed to be the exact same thing, but she barely had any kind of like good screen time. Right. So, yeah. I
1: mean, no good screen time. And I mean, I feel like I, I do believe that's kind of an issue. I will say that I think that's an ongoing issue in Disney's star Wars Yeah. is sometimes ca- like creating characters that look more interesting than they are. Yeah. Um I mean, I think, you know i i've talked about this on uh like star wars resistance you know the the title or well not the title character but the main character of it kaziono is like the least interesting part of the show it's gotten much much better in the last few episodes i will right. say i mean it's i'm not just saying that because oh here we go again <laughs> clone wars rebels kind of same same mentality sense. no it's just like i i think it's like they've finally reached the point where they can actually tell the story
0: develop it more exactly you know you know the characters now so it's
1: yeah they tried to do world building in the first you know half season and now Uh it's kind of like okay we know these characters we know what they're like
0: it's the exact same thing they did with Rebels. Almost yeah. the first like full season was just yeah. world building and everything. And yeah. then, like, although
1: I love the first season of Rebels, it was because good. it was Firefly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as we've no. talked about before. You're not wrong. And then, like I said, the second one picks up and it ends dramatically. And then the third one is just oh my god, like yeah. But that's a whole nother topic for another yeah. day.
1: But, but I guess I'll just say, and like to that end, like with Phasma, she does, she's appeared in a couple of resistance episodes.
0: Yeah. I've seen Uh, that.
1: Yeah. You know, she has her own book. She had her own comic run as well. Yeah. So like, I don't feel like that's a character that needs it. And that's why I think Moz could actually be
0: interesting because, well, how'd she get the lightsaber? exactly right i mean that's <laughs> it's another story for another day well that day is coming gone yeah Baz. like we want to know yeah that's that's me man i'm excited about that like yeah. of course it's yeah, there's just tons of topic to call yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you know that, kind of
1: and said. that would be fascinating to see like a Live action series based on a CGI character, right? That would be like if they actually went that route, that would be interesting as well. I mean, I think they even have rumored other characters potentially, even like as marquee as like Poe, but like I don't know, like I kind of feel like I don't see how Oscar Isaac is into that idea. (laughs) No, I
0: mean, he's he's more of a big screen guy, yeah, exactly. You couldn't keep him, you couldn't put him on a small screen, although he does
1: always like he does. Poe's voice in every episode of Resistance.
0: Well, I'll give so, you I'll give you that this. He's in. I mean, he's, he's
1: not in all of them.
0: But. I was to say he's probably just pumped for the, you know, for the opportunity. Yeah. You know, for I mean, for starters his character wasn't even supposed to make it out of the first movie. Well, the 7th movie, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But, you know, it's so far it's it's gone on to have his own like epic story and like why the hell not? You know, it's I could see more from him. I could even see more from Finn maybe. Well, I think he was another
1: one that was on the list. Yeah. Um, like potentially I mean, I, I feel like I even saw something about this might've just been a speculative type of thing, but they were like talking about the, uh, you know, well, maybe you kind of do this kind of, you know, like seeing Finn post this saga could be interesting. Yeah. But I also think it could be boring.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause well, I mean, for starters, we don't even know where it's going to end up, you know, but right. at the same time, like you could be curious to know what they're going to talk about. Um, or what what he could be up to afterwards like what becomes the galaxy after the events of the next movie and that's just a whole nother big you know what if um i mean otherwise i can't think of too many other characters the only one that would make sense for a lot of people besides Fazby, of course would be boba fett but they're already doing that kind of with the mandalorian so you know (laughs) yeah i would love i would love boba fett don't get me wrong i know no i I completely (laughs) agree Um, I saw you getting sad. I'm sorry. No,
1: I'm I'm just deciding whether I want to say what I'm thinking or not.
0: Well, I can say what I'm thinking. I have a rant, actually. It's not about Boba Fett. So I'll (laughs) I'll stop you that. Um, I wanted to bring this up earlier. So uh, earlier this week, uh, I was folding my laundry and I was like, I'll just put something on. And I actually put on episode one, The Phantom Menace. I did because it because I was just, yeah, I said, why not? I haven't watched it forever, um, you know, and, like, I, I wanted to watch it because, you know, we were talking about you know Plagueis and all these other books that kind of go into it, and I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. And, of course, there are a lot of points. Not only are they just, like, meme-worthy points, you know, it's like, you know, they're still coming through. Like, all this all this stuff is just making me laugh. The most unbelievable part of that movie is the fact that there is a 10-year-old boy... A human boy who's allowed to race in the Boon to Eve classic. <laughs> now, you're, you're, what I'm trying to get at is, like, you have to understand it. Like, is there an age requirement for this thing? Like, this pod racing not only is dangerous, but, like, it's it's galaxy wide. So it's famous, right? Yes. So it has to be some sort of age restriction. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say that you know Anakin could go off-world and actually go to all these other like famous pod racing tracks and everything like that. But he's a big part of the to Eve Classic. Yeah. He's ten years old. He's a freaking slave. slave. How is he allowed to do this? <laughs> and like on top of that, like all right, he's the only human. The only human that could do this was ten year freaking old. Like yeah. how does it make freaking sense? I don't know. I was like, I was watching it and I was enjoying the scene, but it, the entire time I kept telling myself like. How can he do this?
1: Well that's just it. I mean I <laughs> because I don't think that there's you know, the obviously there is a massive gambling subculture behind yeah. uh behind uh yeah. pod racing. But I don't think there's any premise that suggests that it's not a socially accepted activity as well. Yeah. I mean it's it's yeah. kind of like horse racing. It's like you can't really you know, you can't bet until you're twenty one, but you know, it's okay. It's cool, yeah. You know, just understand the consequences of what you're doing. Yeah, you but, might so, die, but yeah, maybe
0: you might not. You yeah,
1: know? but so how do, like, how do <laughs> the optics line up that a 10-year-old <laughs> slave boy is allowed to participate in this, but no other human is, like, willing to? Like, it's just like... Or the fact of the matter,
0: they can do it. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> you got to think about all these other aliens that are in it. They have to be, you know, in Adul-
1: standard yeah, years. Yeah, adults, yeah.
0: Adults, Right but then all of a sudden it's just like oh yeah this little kid came from the you know the ice cream stand he stole my pot he won the moon to Eve it doesn't make sense you know he must be a Jedi like that's the other side of it too like yeah. he has amazing reflexes oh he's he's, he's just so does
1: so sir- Han Solo yeah
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. so there's, there's maybe he's just lucky or maybe he has the force it's, it's a whole yeah. thing
1: I mean, Han Solo is so good. His reflexes are so good that he was able to dodge out of the way of Greedo's blaster shot. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and get off a clean shot straight to the chest.
0: Underneath the table.
1: Underneath the table. With a leg up. With one leg up
0: in the air. Yeah. Jeez. Christ. <laughs> That's mental, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I kind of just went off on it because, like I said, I was it hit me, and I just wanted to talk to you about it because I just thought it was freaking hilarious. It was a good rant. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So otherwise, the movie's great. But... <laughs> that's that's not true. Oh uh, yeah, I mean yeah, it it it's a whole thing. Um, uh, but what we really should talk about is the main topic today.
1: Now that we're 40 minutes into the show. Now
0: that we're 40 minutes in, let's just finish this out. So, have you guys ever wondered about the Clone Wars? And I'm not talking about, like, you know, Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars animated show, or anything of the sorts. I'm talking pre prequel Clone Wars, Legends, EU, Extended Universe, plot lines, story stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to go for was, a long that one. That was sorry. fantastic. Thank you. All I'm trying to get at is, uh, you know, there are two different, not so much timelines, but two different tellings of the Clone Wars. And so yes. today we're going to talk about the differences between the two. So there's Clone Wars uh, pre-prequels. Yes. And then there's Clone Wars post-prequels. Yes. So it's a big deal. I think for starters, we should just get off of the fact by saying that the dates are wrong. Um, so, and it's, it's hard to actually get, get at the root of this because the, uh, the dating system in the galactic empire, the galaxy in general is just skewed, um, to the point where they actually had this, uh, this new, uh, grand idea that they called the great resynchronization, Right. Yes. So uh, what what that means is that, uh, you know, uh, planets and other systems and whatnot from around the galaxy might have different versions of their, you know, of their storytelling that, you know, this happened this time or this happened then and all this kind of stuff. But otherwise, it just means, you know, all right. So our stories are kind of conflicting because you said this happened two days ago, but I'm getting that it happened three weeks ago. So it's like, what's the deal? And that's where the great resynchronization came in. And it turned out to be this whole thing where they just, um, you know, they revamped everything. They collected all this information from around the galaxy. Apparently it was like a a whole, like, subcommittee, you know, for the Republic to just make everything right. And uh, they kind of synced everything up. And, I mean, it continues on, uh, you know, with everything else. It's been classified, you know, everything now is classified either BBY or ABY. Before the Battle of Yavin or after the Battle of Yavin. Yes, And I think even beyond that, like for like legends and whatnot, they also referred to, uh, the, the end of the actual clone wars there year zero, I think from what I was reading. So, that's,
1: yeah, that's, uh, well, I mean, that sounds right. Not relative to the great resynchronization. Re-
0: though. No, um,
1: that, that occurred. It kind of like, I feel like they tried to be very clever about it and kind of just set it at a random date. Yeah. And then, so, uh, like, so the Naboo crisis, the events of episode one happens in year three of the Great Resynchronization. Yeah. And then, um, so that means that like the actual, like clone, like the introduction of the clone army happens in 11 years after the Great Resynchronization. and then, For whatever reason. Yeah. And then that means that the Battle of Yavin occurred 35 years after the Great Resynchronization. And so the reason that we say all of that, is that uh, George Lucas originally? And so now, I mean, before we even really delve further into this topic, I feel like we've kind of come at this a little disjointed. This yeah, time. I'm
0: sorry. No, uh, you're good. I don't know where um, we we're starting. <laughs> so let's resync this.
1: Yes. Here's our great resynchronization. <laughs> so by and large, the like the actual story of the Clone Wars was largely off limits to uh, like novel writers, right? Uh, you know, expanded universe. Uh, writers and also, like, the any kind of like comic uh,
0: book writers, yeah, or comic book like writers, um,
1: role playing games. Role-playing games. Um,
0: the whole idea was they just essentially said, that, like, you know, people would ask, you know, when were the Clone Wars, or like, how did they happen, or whatever. And essentially, they were just saying, it's forbidden, just, yeah, just don't talk about it. This is
1: mostly off limits, yeah. But um,
0: everything else is cool,
1: yeah. But you know, but that's not to say that George Lucas didn't have a certain semblance of what he thought, right was going to be the case and so every once in a while we got little breadcrumbs that would come into storylines um part i mean so i'll say this i think there were some rogue like role-playing game developers who just were like no we're going to do star wars the clone wars like in the 80s 90s like and just kind of made their own version of the events. Okay. Event. Yeah. Um, and we're not really going to get into that too much. No, it's, uh, it's a
0: little bit long winded. Yeah. But, but, the,
1: but some of the other breadcrumbs that we actually see are from like actually the Thrawn trilogy.
0: yeah. The Timothy's on books. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, uh, and also dark empire, which kind of comes after that.
0: I don't think I've read dark, dark empire yet, but yeah. I mean, I'll take your word for it. But,
1: but so basically they operated on this assumption from George Lucas himself that the, actual clone wars occurred about 35 or 40 years before Battle of Yavin. The Battle of Yavin, correct. Yeah, so um so that's kind of so I kind of talked to earlier about, you know, how did Obi-Wan get so old so quickly in like 19 years? Yeah. And the reason is he was never originally intended to be that way. Yeah. And if we think back to his line that kind of brings up the clone wars in A New Hope, he says, you know, that uh luke's uncle didn't want his didn't want anakin and obi-wan going off on some damn Damn fool crusade crusade. yeah Yeah. um which obviously compared to the events of the real clone wars is hardly the case i mean a owen lars had literally no input at all to give to obi-wan or anakin both of whom were full jedi knights by the time uh you know that takes place. I was just
0: say I don't think he he even knew of Obi Wan until you know Revenge <laughs> yeah, of the Sith. Honestly, yeah,
1: truly. Yeah, and and secondly, like you know, it was literally the morally sanctioned war of the time. Yeah, that there was no alternative to that. The Jedi Order had no choice but to participate in.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the 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 easiest way to set it up is that the clones were the bad guys uh, of the original Clone Wars. So, you know, uh, it was, like, a big twist for a lot of people who knew of the Clone Wars and everything before the prequels, like, when Attack of the Clones actually happened.
1: Mm-hmm. At
0: the end, when the clones do attack, yes. they're, for, they're... Uh, they're for the good guys. Yes. And it was kind of like a, whoa, 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 you know, that's not how it's supposed to go down. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, like, from what I was able to research and everything like that, the actual, like, Clone Wars deals with, like, you know, the old Clone Wars um, it dealt with a few rogue clones themselves. And they get into detail about this in the Thrawn trilogy, is the fact of the matter is, like, clones who are grown too fast start to have mental, de- like, degeneration, essentially. Yes. Uh, you know, so, you know, their mental f- faculties will just start to melt, and they'll start to lose their, you know, their control on, you know, reality, essentially. Mm. And they made it so, like, so much so that, like, you know, they started cloning Jedi, and that was a very bad thing. There is a you know there is a character who is a clone who is a Jedi. This big part of the Thrawn, uh, you know, uh, the Thrawn books themselves. I'm trying not to say either who it is. I kind of want to leave that up in the air. That's fine. Um,
1: and there's a couple others that also appear. Right. Um, I mean, at least one that appears also in Thrawn, and is, then oh yeah, and yeah. then kind of the whole premise of Dark Empire
0: is the other, clothes. which
1: is Dark Empire is the worst expanded universe story.
0: Is that the... Is that Sheev? I'll just say Sheev. (laughs) Yes. It's his clones? Yes. Oh, my God. All right, that's why I haven't read it yet. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All All right. right. Like, I almost feel like... I mean, I'll leave Thrawn alone, but I'm just going to say, so literally it's the Emperor is a, a cloned oh. version of the Emperor Returns. And yeah. this time he succeeds in causing Luke to fall to the dark side.
0: Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, which, it turns into a whole thing. Which is
1: the worst storyline possible.
0: It's like, okay, you didn't get me before, the, but no, yeah. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. So,
1: Neither you and my father could get me before, but now that it's just you... And I'm way more powerful as a Jedi. I uh,
0: think about it. You know, <laughs> yeah,
1: is... I'm definitely into this. Yeah,
0: I'll leave my number at the door. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the worst. Uh, yeah, I, expanded universe. I, still, I'm
0: gonna have to read that anytime soon. I think I got the gist of it, but yeah. still, like, yeah, it, it turns into a whole thing, and like, cloning itself turns into this whole thing, you know, too. Because I, 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 mean, I think eventually, like, it, you know, the the to get back to the prequel Clone Wars. Like, the Kaminoans, uh, the like, the people who actually make the clones were kind of, like, outcasts, so to speak. Like, they were hidden, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were erased from the records, for goodness sake. Yes. So, you know, cloning wasn't necessarily a big deal. And, like, especially brought up, like, in the Darth Plagueis book and whatnot, like, the way the clones were, you know, clones were made or what the clones were made of were mainly, like, you know, extinct animals, uh, flora mm-hmm. and fauna. You know, they never, like, they made, like, special worker clones, you know, for like the Kessel mines and stuff like that, like spice mines. But soldiers weren't that, like, necessarily on their docket. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in, like, the pre-prequel Clone Wars, they were just straight-up baddies. And uh, the Empire and the Republic had to fight them together. And the Jedi. So it was three different things. It's a whole... yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. So, yeah. So let's kind of put this into a little bit of perspective. Okay. So... In the pre prequel, Clone Wars, okay, you have rogue clone masters. Yes, which yes. I mean, and and so I don't mean to like immediately say let's put it in perspective and then go off on another tangent. <laughs> You're fine. But, I mean, it what is, else is a show? It is humorous to me, like how well, like the little kind of breadcrumbs that we see, like in Zahn's writing and in the Stark Empire storyline, where like. If you're not really paying attention, you won't even notice that it's not actually in line with Lucas's eventual prequel continuity. Uh, Because saying rogue clone masters doesn't really sound that different from, you know, the Kaminoans working with a Sith Lord. Yeah,
0: in secret.
1: In secret. Yeah, it Um, it, it makes sense. Yes, but so basically you have the, the clone masters who create clone armies who attack the Republic... Which causes the Jedi to get involved,
0: right? Yeah. And then as Can't some of the, yeah.
1: And then, as some of the Jedi fall, they're able to clone some of the Jedi
0: and repurpose them and
1: repurpose them
0: but at the same time yeah like we were saying before about the degeneration you can't grow them too fast like yes i think they said it was like what two or three years or two or three weeks or something like that
1: well i mean i think the
0: the full gestation period if you will. yeah
1: i i don't really remember i mean i think that was i mean i think that's like the attack of the clones language
0: yeah well they they said that a bat like a full grown batch of like a million takes up to 10 years yeah and that's with training and everything like that yeah too. And but they that have accelerated like, growth and whatnot. Yes. So. Yeah.
1: Um, but yes. Yeah, so, and and one of the things that they kind of talk about is that like the force plays a role in this because the force recognizes that the clones are unnatural beings. Right. And that's what can cause the uh, like the the cellular, like the mental degeneration. Um that the force will actually ent- intervene, like enter their brain and basically cause them to go crazy.
0: Yeah, because it realizes they're not the real host or something like that. I think. Yes, it's it's some um, scientific, Yeah, you know, it's it's made up science for yeah. starters. So we'd like take that with a grain of salt. But
1: but so interestingly to that, I mean, I think once again we see some parallels with that in both like Plagueis and in Attack of the Clones, where. Uh, When, uh, you know, he had when Plagueis has interactions with the Caminoans, like they talk about, well, you know, we need time to grow these samples. You can't do it too quickly. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll be unstable.
0: Um, And just mentally unfit for service. Yes. Yeah. Um, There's a waiting period.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, again, I'm not saying that all of this is... uh, is evidence that we still got that same version of the clone wars. Cause what no. we get to next is obviously, I think a lot different. Yeah. Um, you know, and so basically the consequence of the clone wars is that it does remain the same is that after the clones have devastated the galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, president Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh God. Is, 2020.
1: Yes. Is <laughs> able to consolidate his power which leads to the formation of the, the empire. empire. But now we're still, you know, 30 years out and the empire is there, but so are the Jedi. Yes. Um, but so then they kind of detail the Jedi purge is a much different. That's where the real change kind of comes from.
0: So instead of being one swift blow, instead yes. of being at, you know order 66, it is a kind of like a slow. Well, It's a very
1: methodical process led right. by one man.
0: Oh, Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you think about how many like Jedi actually had to go through and whatnot. It's yes. kind of insane.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they even say like, I mean, you know, we don't really get detailed numbers as to no. what the Jedi Order is like during the prequel trilogy if we're going off in the movies
0: yeah if we're going off what the prequels proffered the jedi to be we're talking about tens of thousands at the very least right say ten thousand like you know that's that's how many jedi you have to deal with
1: but they say in like in in this kind of alternative history it is the jedi are hundreds of thousands
0: Ooh, crap! like that
1: they are basically their own society unto themselves apart from the rest of the galaxy that they kind of take their monastic tradition to a, a different level um yeah. in in this kind of pre-prequel version
0: i'd say it's almost the same thing as well actually no um a different thought sorry um it should be mentioned the fact that like the jedi aren't portrayed the same way in this era either correct uh you know so when you get on to like you know the the later books after return of the jedi you know before they became legends and everything like that they throw thrown books yada 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 the jedi Or actually you know luke encouraged them to have you know partners and children and like have a family essentially Mm -hmm. and it was the same thing with the jedi prior to you know the events of the naboo crisis and everything we're talking about right now yes but yeah so like these jedi like you said they're their own society that means that there are men and women with children like living around who are all jedi who all have lightsabers and everything like that you imagine the amount of like force like literal force is behind this. Yeah. And it's just insane that one man is responsible for all that. Yeah. You know, he didn't well, have a clone army behind him, dude. Yeah. No 501st. No. That's all.
1: And that's I mean, and so I'm not necessarily and and that's kind of where we end up. And right. and like if you're looking for even some, you know, some legacy elements of this, I mean, even going back to uh I don't know if you've ever heard of Lee brackets Original draft of the Empire Strikes Back. No, okay. Sounds interesting. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is like a major historical point. Maybe this is just because I'm now into Empire on Star Wars Minute. Whatever. But it's like, so you can basically find uh, this original draft uh, that Lee Brackett, who's you know a famous Hollywood screenwriter, Mm -hmm. uh, had written for Lucas, but unfortunately Lee Brackett passed away um, like right after finishing this first draft version. Oh, wow. And from that point, and I, and I think there was some consternation, like Lucas wasn't very pleased with it. Um, at least not like he didn't think it was a very tight narrative. So it needed extensive rewriting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's partially why, I mean that along with like the special effects are basically why he decides not to direct, uh, empire yeah. right. and, and eventually return as well. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Um, but so he goes in and kind of, you know, wor- reworks the script, but in Lee Brackett's original draft, it definitively says that Darth Vader is not Luke's father and that Luke encounters his father on Dagobah with Ben and Yoda.
0: No way. Yes. Wow. Holy shit. At which point he Damn is it, informed of, <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> at which point he is informed of the existence of his twin sister.
0: It's not Leia. It was not Leia. Oh my god! <laughs> there is another good good news. You didn't kiss her on the mouth. So yeah, you're good, man. So
1: you're all good. It's all good. Can we
0: sidebar? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just talk about all the awkward interactions that happen in the like in the in the EU books now that take place between the movies, specific like specifically between like A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and everything, and the weird interactions between Leia and Luke.
1: Yes. So
0: weird. <laughs> Uh, i mean we were talking you know we're going to talk about air to the jedi soon i know yeah. that but like there is a point in that book where it's like you really shouldn't be talking about these topics like you yeah. know where this leads it's yeah like, come on all right sorry <laughs> yeah you well it's funny because
1: like i thought like i honestly thought that air to the jedi would kind of like give luke an alternative right uh, i mean i mean it sort of does with uh nakari
0: yeah which that i appreciate that
1: but you know? uh but like there's just always this like you know, it's kinda of like, oh, this is what I've got, but this is what I'm looking at.
0: It's the kind distracted of the- <laughs> boyfriend meme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a much better synopsis than what I just said. No, no, you're good, man. Um
0: it's just the motion you made. It was yeah. perfect.
1: And so I mean I don't and so I don't really bring up Lee Brackett's like explanation to necessarily say or his uh his original screen treatment to say like, oh, this is clearly actually the way that the story should have gone. Mm-hmm. But it is like it's very interesting if you kind of draw the parallels between what we just detailed, um, you know, the, the kind of alternative clone wars history. Right. Uh, and and the notion that Darth Vader is just this menace, literally sinister agent. Right. Um, which is a famous line from this, this series. Um, uh, you know, and I think it just paints this different picture. I, I don't know that it's better. I don't necessarily think that it is.
0: It's just the implications more than anything else that's got me going. Yeah. Just the idea of knowing that, like, he would have actually come across his father. Like, what the story could have been from there. Yes. And not to mention, like you said, with him meeting, you know, potentially, would have met Yoda and his father and Ben on Dagobah. The implications there are just insane. and And thus... In future, you know, retellings and, you know, new trilogies and prequel trilogies and yada, yada, yada. Like, they could have reworked so much stuff. The actual, like, timeline for the old Clone Wars yes. would have actually worked.
1: Yeah. And I think, to me, that's almost even the better takeaway. Is like, okay, let's not even... Let's even dismiss Lee Brackett's draft now.
0: Right, yeah. And
1: let's go back to the original timeline of, you know, roughly 35 years before the events of A New Hope. Right. And we have... uh You know, we have the same kind of forces at play, but instead of having, you know, uh, Anakin betray the Jedi Order in the way that he does, he's actually like like in, in such an ostentatious way where he literally goes out and kills all the younglings and destroys the temple all by himself. Right. How about he's a sinister agent in that regard and is actually just working undercover like, Picking them off one at a time.
0: Oh my God.
1: And that his betrayal is much more drawn out.
0: (laughs) Dude, you're going to give me nightmares. Stop (laughs) this.
1: Like, I mean, I just feel like... And I'm again I'm not you know to me I think Revenge of the Sith is a serviceable movie and it tells a pretty good story and it closes that loop very well. Yeah. But like imagine like but there's still something that's really hard for me to reconcile sometimes when I look at the Darth Vader character. You're right. Where it's just like all of a sudden he goes from being the hero of like the Clone Wars animated series to within you know a matter of months basically is like oh no everything is awful and terrible and I need to kill them all.
0: Yeah, well, to that end, that's where, like, the actual Revenge of the Sith novel would come in, mm-hmm. which I have read, again. Um, it, it It's kind of an underrated book, at that point, because like, it, it, it adds a lot of fervor to, like, all these, you know, unanswered questions, like it usually does. But it gives his whole fall to the dark side that much more meaning. Mm-hmm. Because even in the book, like, he is, like, he is proffered as heroic and, like, just... Every, you know he could do no wrong you know everyone's out there like we love you anakin and all this kind of stuff and he you know he just it's one bad day you yeah. know it's just one yeah. bad day <laughs> and he's like you know what i'm just gonna leave my car parked on the highway here and just start walking yeah you know
1: no it's, and that's fair so i mean i did just recently finish uh thron alliance Ooh.
0: and i how his feelings were at the end of that
1: well, yeah, and, well, that's kind of exactly what I'm getting at, is that I think that novelization, although I, I mean, I will say I liked it less than most of thron or the, of, the first of, one. Well, I, yeah, I liked it less than the first Thrawn book, like, first new Thrawn book. Right. And I liked it less than most of the Zon books that I have read.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't his best outing. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it was a cool parallel. Yeah. You know, like I said, the the young versus the old. Mm-hmm. I, I always liked that.
1: And kind of like, but I really appreciated the, like, h- the headspace that he created for Vader right. that made him this very anguished character.
0: Yeah. And, and it
1: was, I thought that was very, like, that was the highlight of it to
0: me. They really did proffer it up so you could, it's more believable in that sense. He's not just kind of like a mechanical being, in other yeah. words. I, um,
1: I saw this once, in... I'm sorry. No, we'll, go ahead. We'll, okay. So it, this was just a, uh, It was like a question that somebody asked, like, I don't know if it was on Reddit or something, but it was like, what would have happened if, uh, like, if Vader had, like, overthrown Palpatine at any point? And they, and the hypothesis honestly was, and the, like, the best answer by far was that, like, the Empire would have reigned eternal.
0: Yeah. Based on just every comic book that's come out so far. Yeah. It seems like nothing can kill him.
1: Yeah, I mean, not even so, well, yeah, not even so much that nothing can kill him, but just that he was so much, he was so far superior in terms of his military tactics, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, his kind of, like, his non-politicking would be, would lead to a lot less unrest that would not cause the, uh, you know, the rebellion to kind of foment for so long. And that, I mean, there was a whole bunch of other stuff, but also just like, Anytime something would come up, he would he would shut it down,
0: and he would do it personally. Yes, yeah. Versus being like the lap dog that Palpatine would send out. God, <laughs> you're giving me a lot to think about in this episode. Honestly,
1: Well, I try
0: once uh, in a while. Yeah, I, no, Look, look. I think I think we about covered most of it, anyways. I, there's only so much that we can actually like approach when it comes to pre prequel Clone Wars. Yes. So I, we're gonna try and keep it brief. Um, if you want to know what goes on post prequel. You know, Clone Wars, what are you doing listening to this? Because, I mean, we've been talking about it forever, you know. Yeah. I mean, but we appreciate you listening. You know, yes. you were really cool with that. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, if you want any more information, just go and watch the Clone Wars, like, actual animated show. It is terrific. It fills a lot of gaps and everything. It's just great Star Wars content. Kind of avoid, you know, Attack the Clones unless you got nothing else to watch on TV. <laughs> Uh, it's but, always
1: on whatever that channel is <laughs> now. I don't spike, think it's Spike anymore. It's not Spike anymore, but yeah. It's,
0: yeah, it's, it's always the middle movies. It's always that or the two towers or the freaking um, uh, chamber of secrets or something, you know, like it just all the kind of like, eh, it's yeah, it's okay. I guess revenge of the fallen or whatever the f- crap it's called.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I yes. don't know. Uh,
0: but otherwise, uh, thank you guys again for tuning in and, uh, you know, Andrew and I always appreciate you guys, uh, just you know, checking us out, liking us, downloading. Like again, we should really do this at the beginning. I'm so sorry, uh, but otherwise, you know, just keep up. You know, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about special. Uh, you know, hopefully, we got a couple good episodes coming up for you. You know, uh, it's a new year, new us, all that happy stuff. And uh, check us out on iTunes, uh, Reggie's House and any other places you could probably find your uh, you know your podcast delights. I know you've been kind of posting them here and there. I've seen them. Uh, well, I forget what the other websites might be. Like, it's not like Stitcher or something like that, right? Am I wrong?
1: Um, no. So, I mean, most podcast aggregating networks we should be listed on. The one place that we aren't listed right now, and I've meant to look into this for like probably six months now, mm-hmm. is uh, like on Android, like in the Google Play Store. Ooh. Um, I will follow up on that, but I mean. If we're not listed somewhere and that's where you get your podcast, let us know.
0: Yeah, seriously. We'll we'll help out. We'll figure
1: it out. We'll do something. Except for Spotify. I don't know how you get on Spotify.
0: <laughs> I don't know either. I just know <laughs> how to use it and like hopefully just avoid the commercial. <laughs> but on that bombshell, I think I had a great time. Did you have a good time?
1: I thought it was a boring conversation anyway.
0: I bet you did.